You're listening to the God Center Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today I'm chatting with Kelly Stewart about life creative. The big kind of catchphrase right now is you need to find a tribe. You need a tribe. And, mm. um, you know, we call we call these lifeguards. And basically, these are the people that they're going to push you to go out. They're going to push you. They're going to say, go out, swim, go, go jump into your creative, creative giftings. But they're also going to be the ones there to call you back if you get a little too far from shore. Kelly Stewart and I are talking about one of my favorite topics today, creativity. She and Wendy Speak have written a new book, Life Creative. It's inspiring, encouraging, and it celebrates the ways moms can live their art in the midst of their mothering. I don't know about you if you even consider yourself a creative. At the beginning of our conversation, I kind of take care of that, recognizing that there's all types. Even if you love to create spreadsheets, you are being creative in how you put that information in the spreadsheet. But maybe you feel like motherhood has pushed your creative juices aside, that you're not really finding a place to express that. Maybe you find yourself comparing to other women who seem to effortlessly mother and make amazing things. Well, we're going to talk about all these things today. Before we get to it, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Jelly Tilly. Last week, I told you all about the new free family devotionals, free family devotionals that Jelly Telly is offering your family. You can learn with your family about how Jesus is our Messiah and our teacher and our king. They're only five minutes long, and I did a little Facebook video to tell you more about them. I even showed you little clips from them, how they have uh, prayer prompts and discussion prompts, and you can print out little coloring sheets for you and your kids. There are they're releasing them via email four times a week for four weeks. So it's not too late to get on that bandwagon. If you go to godcentermom.com backslash Devo, you can find the information there to sign up. If you want to get all 16 devotionals, now you can just sign up to be a subscriber of Jelly Telly. And to do that, you go to godcentermom.com backslash Jelly Telly. Don't forget to use the coupon code for $5 off for God Center Mom listeners. It's God Centered, all caps. And one more thing, I have super, super, super fun, exciting news to share with you at the end of the show, so stick around for that. But let's get to my conversation with Kelly. Here we go. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Hi there. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you because I kind of love what we're about to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, oddly enough. That's good. That's good. Uh, Before we get into it, an important part of talking about being a mom and a creative is the mom part. So would mm-hmm. you introduce everyone to your family? Sure. Um, so my name is Kelly Stewart, and my husband and I have been married 16 years. We live in Tampa, Florida right now. Um, we have four children. Our oldest is 13. He's in seventh grade mm-hmm. at the middle school down the road. And then um, our daughter is 10, and then we have an eight-year-old son, and the two of them are homeschooled. They're with me during the day. And then we have our youngest will be two next week. So she was sort of our little um, surprise uh, bookend. So that is our family in a quick little nutshell. And this book that you wrote, Life Creative, with mm-hmm. um, Wendy Speak, mm-hmm. who she has three boys. She does, yes. Um both of you describe yourselves as creatives mm-hmm. and probably there's a mom right now who's like, this show's not for me. And she's already decided not to listen to this podcast, but I just feel like, and I know you agree with me 
<laughs> that it goes beyond painting and creating an actual like piece mm-hmm. of art. Talk mm-hmm. to us about that. Like how do y'all define being a creative? Yeah, absolutely. No, um, Wendy and I really feel like everyone, but particularly mothers, um, everyone is creative to a degree. We have to be because we were created by such a creative God. Um, so he's given all of us the ability to create in some capacity. Um, and motherhood really lends itself to creativity in so many different ways. So even I mean, we spoke, we talked to a lot of women when we were putting together this book and, and several women that we spoke with, they came out of the business world. And, you know, I mean, most business people would say, Oh, I'm not creative. You know, I'm analytical or, you know, I'm good with numbers. Um, but then they come home with their kids and, you know, they find suddenly this woman who is like, high up in the banking world is throwing the most gorgeous party for her daughter's sixth, sixth birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and motherhood just lends itself to creativity in lots of little ways. Moms who were, who would not at all call themselves artistic, put together gorgeous scrapbooks to remember their kids and it brings them joy to do it. Or mm-hmm. suddenly they find that they love to be in the kitchen baking and they, you know, they're making shapes out of their kids food or they're, they're making beautiful cookies or cupcakes. And, uh, all of that is just a spillover of creativity. Um, the mom who loves to rearrange the furniture in her house just to, to give it a fresh, you know, uptake in the, in a room. Mm-hmm. That's, that's creativity. So creativity is not just, uh, writing or photography or painting. Uh, it's so much broader than that. It's, it's being able to sit down and, you know, play dolls with your, with your kids or play cars with your boys. It's, you know, sitting down on the driveway and making shapes with sidewalk chalk, all of that is just part of the innate creativity that God has knit into each one of us. And it really filters its way out, I think, through motherhood. You know, I heard Andy Crouch speak a couple weeks ago at our church. I don't know if you know who he is. He's like the editor at Christianity Today. But something he pointed out to me that maybe a pastor did, I never noticed it before or didn't remember, was the creation story. God brings order and then he brings abundance. So Mm -hmm. he separates things, light from dark, sea from land, and then he fills them with abundance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And both were part of the creation story. And so I think in our mind, we always view um, creatives as the abundance, right? The like Mm -hmm. nutty (laughs) professor-esque, super Uh colorful, totally unorganized, um, you know, like you said, cutting shapes out of sandwiches. But I also think that the person who brings order to their home, which mm-hmm. is not the type I am, that that's equally reflecting God's image as a creator. He has mm-hmm. order and logic to our world. Um, and then from that, he springs abundance. So a spreadsheet is a creative. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. All those numbers and decided to put them in the spreadsheet. Absolutely. I mean, it takes even creativity system. to get out of the house with, you know, children, you know, I mean, it's, a, it, yes. there's creativity in everything that we do. And I think motherhood, motherhood just brings that out tenfold mm-hmm. in us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So they've, so maybe they've identified themselves now as a creative, mm-hmm. but then there's this whole, like you said, motherhood where mm-hmm. it feels like we're trapped mm-hmm. and what would you say to that mom who's like, well, I don't have any time or space or ability to express my true self, whether it's um, the more 
ordered or the more abundant kind of mom. Like what, how do I make space for that? I'm constantly wiping bottoms and feeding people and washing clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something, you know, I I should probably give just a little bit of history behind uh, mine and Wendy's friendship and how this book even came about. But Wendy and I met 15 years ago. We were both newlyweds living in Dallas, Texas at the time. And um, she she was working as an actress and a writer. And I was a gymnastics coach. You know, I was just trying to pay the bills and a writer. And uh, so we would get together on afternoons and, you know, we'd each write some pages and we'd critique each other's work. And um, but we always we had all these big dreams. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we had all these like business ideas that we wanted to start and books and she wanted to write screenplays. We just had all these ideas. And then, you know, life happens and my husband and I moved and then her and her husband moved and and then I had a baby and then she had a baby. And for the next four years, we were having babies. And suddenly all of our conversations changed. We were no longer talking about uh, writing or any of our projects. Whenever we spoke, we were talking about potty training and disciplining and how do you get them to stay in their beds and why won't they eat? And, <laughs> Did you, you know, figure like, that one out? <laughs> no, we didn't, okay. oddly enough. And I have okay. to do this all over again. I started all over again with a number four. That, you know, I um, was that one in my family. So <laughs> I, I feel her. I feel her and I feel it gives me a little appreciation for my mom. Who's like, I know. What? I kind of look at her. I'm like, whatever, you'll be fine. Yeah, she'll be up. amazing, actually. She'll be like me, which is amazing. it's all good it's all good yes but but starting over again you're like oh my gosh here I am again you're thinking that you're getting your life back and then you're like back in the motherhood throes yeah we're braces and diapers at the same time oh my gosh yeah yeah. So, um, but we noticed, I think when our third borns, both of us had three and, um, when our third borns were about four, um, we, both of us sort of had these stirrings, like, mm-hmm. I want to start doing this writing thing again. She had some projects. And so, um, we decided to pull together us and a group of other friends that were in a similar boat. Our kids had gotten a little, at least big enough that we felt like we could get away. And we started a creative retreat. And for five years, we would we would get away for a you know four or five days, and we would all meet together. Some of them were photographers, some of us were writers. Some there was a teacher and a playwright, and we would just work on our projects. And we were all moms, but for those four days, we 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 talked about our kids obviously when we weren't working, but really those four days were for focusing on our creativity, on our projects, what we wanted to do, and. After about the the fourth year, Wendy and I started talking like, wouldn't it be great to share this? Because we all felt like we would go home after that trip and we all felt so fulfilled and Mm -hmm. so energized to go back into the everyday, day-to-day mothering tasks. Mm -hmm. And so... um, that's, that's really where the, this book was birthed. But one of the things that we talked about was, um, and one of the themes of the early chapters of the book is there are seasons in life where the creativity really does have to just be set aside. Um, especially, particularly when the kids are really young and we, we refer to those as the dark ages. Um, (laughs) Because really, sound if, good. If we sort of parallel it to the dark ages in history yeah, when yeah. art was, it just went quiet for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't gone. And those creative parts of ourselves that God, you know, knit from the very beginning, they're not gone. They're just, they're just silent. They've kind of gone underground for a little while mm-hmm. because when the kids are young, they take so much time. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really like 
just the day to day. You're just trying to like keep them alive, you know. Yeah, there's just really <laughs> no alive. margin for no. They a don't thought. just sit and entertain themselves well. Yeah, well, and given our culture no. that we're supposed to be with them every second, it's not like right. You can just be like go wander the neighborhood by yourself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there are seasons where, where, you know, these sort of creative individual pursuits do have to be set aside and it's just natural and, but it's not forever. And, um, and that's the thing that we want mothers to know, particularly mothers with young children is there will come a time. I mean, even, in, in my situation where I have the three olders and then the little one, uh, it's, it's a completely different dynamic because I have more help with her. Mm. So there still is more space in my day than there was in those years when I had three really little ones. There just wasn't a lot of time for, for much outside of mothering. Mm. Um, but that was a season and the seasons are short and, and they'll ebb and flow. There will be other seasons, even when the kids are older, when life is just busy and they're all in sports and, and there's not a lot of time, but it doesn't mean that, that the Lord wanted you to completely sacrifice those parts of yourselves. He just wants you to, to give it time and, and let it rest for a minute because there are other things to focus on. I think that's a good message for the mom. That's a little bit resentful of the kids especially if she might be on the Instagram or the face. I mean, not probably not Facebook if she's a young mom, but just the Instagram um, that she's seeing successful women who appear to be doing it all. They appear to be caring for young children and being creatives. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. asking herself, well, how is she able to pull that off when I'm barely able to get through my day? Uh huh. And I, I went through that. I mean, we, we all go through that and it's Mm -hmm. going to be sort of a natural, um, ebb and flow of life, I guess. And, you know, when I was a young mom though, I was bare, you know, Facebook was just starting up and there was no Instagram. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I do know that young moms now have a lot more pressure than probably even I did 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing that, that we need to remember as moms is that we're all so different. Um, you know, the mom, a mom of two kids is going to have a completely different experience than a mom of four kids. I have a friend that she functions excellently on very little sleep. So Mm -hmm. she's able to get a ton of stuff done on any given day. Whereas because she can stay up really late and still get up and and do okay. Whereas I, I just don't do well. I need a good solid seven or eight hours of sleep at night and I don't work well in the evening. And so it's, it's a lot about just knowing who you are and how you work best and, um, functioning under that umbrella and not, not trying to keep up with someone who you just don't need to be keeping up with. And not, yeah, and and appreciating your own strengths, your own seasons, and I think your own kids. Some kids Mm -hmm. require more of us in the younger years, but less in the later years and vice versa. We just don't know. And if we're each individually seeking God and his will for us, we don't need to worry about it. Right, exactly. What she's doing or or why is it that they are able to start this thing and I I can't in this time. It's just not working for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, again, we're all in, in a different place too. You know, some moms have multiple kids who are all in school all day. And so they have a chunk of time in which to operate. Some moms are homeschooling. And so their chunks of time are going to be totally different. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have seven hours a day to work. So I fit what work I can into brief moments of time, uh, 
And sometimes that, that requires me asking my husband if I can sneak away for a few hours on a Saturday. Sometimes it means I get up early. Um, but we're, you know, we're all just in different seasons. We're all in different circumstances. So we have to learn to operate under our own and then celebrate that. And when we're on Instagram and seeing these other moms and what they're doing, celebrate them as well, because we're all on the same team. We're all on this motherhood team. We're all in this together. So let's just celebrate where we are and where each other's is and, and, and be joyful for one another. Yeah. And there's freedom to do that when you are Mm -hmm. confident you're following what God has for you in that time. I love to, um, what y'all shared about, comparing this season with the time Paul spent in prison. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was really helpful to kind of recognize that God's purposes will be completed no matter how imprisoned we feel by being home. Yes. So talk to us about that a little bit. And Wendy was really good at drawing out some of these um, really deep spiritual uh, components of the book. But one of the things that we talk about is that when Paul was in prison, um, you know, the, the verse says that people were continually coming to him and he was continuing to encourage them either through letter writing or they were coming to see him because he was in house arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was confined, but he wasn't hindered by his circumstances. And the same thing is true with motherhood. We may be confined at home for a time. And even the mother who works outside the home is still confined because once she gets home from work, you know, she still has to, to tend to the needs of her family. And then she's tired and it's bedtime and she may wish that she could indulge in some of these creative parts, but there's no time. Yeah. So for the season, she is confined in the same way that a, a mom who stays home with her kids is. But we're not unhindered. We have, uh, you know, we have our children that we get to disciple and we can, we can use our creativity in, in just the little ways in the home, whether it be again, you know, making creative meals or throwing fun birthday parties. Um, we can use our creativity to bless our neighbors, just the people right there in our immediate circles. Mm -hmm. And some of us have desires to take our creativity and, and take it out into the world and do more with it. Um, and we share stories of women who are doing that and, and they're doing that even from their homes, like you know, mm-hmm. women like Lisa Leonard, who is making beautiful jewelry and she's running this amazing business. Um, and it all started with just a mom who was making jewelry in her home. And now she's blessing people worldwide with her gift. And mm-hmm. so, um, there's, there's a time and season where your, your gift will be right there in your home. And there's, there may be a time and season where it'll go broader. And the lovely thing about, social media and the internet is we can take a message and we can take our, our art and our creativity to the world without ever leaving our home just through, you know, our phones, which is, which is such a blessing this day and age. And y'all shared the story of Kristen shell, which I have Mm -hmm. a turquoise table out front. And I, I think I underestimated when I had young boys, the power of a walk around our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I, um, because they're crazy boys are crazy. <laughs> Every afternoon, after nap time, after we had a little snack, I would just say like, we're going, we're just walking nature walk mm-hmm. or whatever we're doing. We're just going outside. I love outside. It was for me an expression of what I think is creative, which is God's creativity. I love to go out there and find something cool and talk about it with the boys. So this was just my release for my own stress level was to get out of the house and to get some of their energy burned off. I had no idea that Day after day, passing this one home with this one lady who had a couple dogs and saying hi to her with her dogs, that it would develop a relationship like it did. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she had three boys. She loved seeing our boys. She, they loved seeing her dogs. She ended up having a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Ended up that her sister came to live with her. Ended up that that sister now goes to my church. Like, just God weaving ministry through a walk with my boys that I, you know, it could be selfish, right? Like, I need to get out of the house. But mm-hmm. not to underestimate these tiny things as moms that that we can do that don't require any more than we have. Like God's yes. not going to require any more than he's given us. Yes. And that's another thing, you know, that we talk about is there is an order to the great commission that, mm. that Christ gave. Um, you know, he's, he said, um, take the message to Jerusalem, to Judea, Judea and Samaria and to all the earth. Well, Jerusalem was right there where we, where they were. Judea and Samaria were the surrounding regions and then to all the earth. So we talked to moms about how, you know, in the beginning, when we have our young kids, uh, right there is our Jerusalem. That's where that's where our first place is to take this this gospel message. When, and, and we can take this gospel message through our creativity, even just serving our kids there. You know, we're being the hands and feet of of Jesus. And then um, and then as they get a little bigger, maybe it's you know, like you said, walking around the neighborhood, doing playdates with friends, being the room mom at the school, whatever it is, that's your Judea and Samaria. And then it's to all the earth. And if we can sort of follow this order with our kids as they grow, it takes a lot of pressure off of us feeling like we have to do everything all yeah. at once. Yeah. Oh, I def- I was like, I to my husband, I was like, um, I think we need to be missionaries in Africa. He's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not getting that call. I was like, I think we were supposed to. Like, we're supposed to just sell everything and move to Africa. <laughs> He's like, okay. He's like, I've been to Africa. I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. So, <laughs> yeah, there, there is this should, a lot of shoulds that right. we as moms put on ourselves. And um, I'm thankful for the freedom you and Wendy are bringing to this conversation to just rest in mm-hmm. the position of motherhood. And to not think less of it, you know, to, yes, to exactly. recognize it's high, va- recognize it's high value. And I think this is a whole conversation we could have. If I completely ignore the giftings and the creativity God's placed in me, then I'm not representing to my boys a very mm-hmm. good model of using their own gifts and own talents for God's glory. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. have you in talking about this with moms, have y'all talked about like what this does for our kids um, in in grasping their own creative bends? Absolutely. And as as the book uh, progresses, you know, we start the book talking about uh, the dark ages of motherhood and then we talk about the order to the Great Commission. And um, but as the book progresses, we offer more and more freedom for moms to see what this could look like for them. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is just giving moms the freedom to pursue their their dreams and their their creative aspirations or whatever it is that the Lord has placed on their heart. If you have your priority set in the be- beginning and you know I my kids are my most beautiful creation. They're the ones I'm going to pour into the most. But that doesn't negate who God created me to be. And you find ways to fit your art in that don't sacrifice your family, then absolutely, that's so good for your kids 
to see. And one of the stories that I tell a lot of moms is just my, my own. I had this dream to write this novel Mm -hmm. and, um, I was right in the middle of figuring out what that would look like when I started having kids. And so that slowed everything down. And so it took me 10 years to do all the research, to do all the writing, to get the book finished. And then it took me another three years to find the right person who was willing to publish it. And, um, but it was so special because when I, went to do the research for my novel. I had to go to Ukraine and I was pregnant with my firstborn when I went to Ukraine to do the research for this book. And my son, my firstborn who was in my stomach when I went to Ukraine, he was there the day that the box of books was delivered Mm. and it was just me and him. And it was so special for me to open up that box of books with him because it was this entire arc that started with him and and it finished with him and he was there and he had seen the whole time. He saw that I didn't give up, that I didn't stop, but I also didn't sacrifice him and the rest of the kids for this dream. Um, and it that's not to say it should take everyone a decade to no, do no, what they no, want. No. No, you know, right, it's, right. it took me a decade because it needed to. There were a lot of other things going on that the Lord needed to do. But I think the, the, the message is it's important for our kids to see that we are not going to give up and that we're willing to persevere and pursue, even if it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what I want my kids to do. I want them to chase after the things that, that they would love to do. And I want them to be willing to work hard and not give up. And so, you know, we need to model that for them as well. And I think what you model, modeled too was just this ability to involve your kids mm-hmm. in the process. I think, you know, there's are, there are healthy boundaries. Like I can't be on my computer all day, every day. Right. I don't want that imagery seared in my kid's head, but I, also, can I, I love Trisha Goyer. Um, you know, y'all know, do you know Trisha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's written all these novels and she has like her own children and she's adopted all these kids. And she's talked about this, that if she's working on a novel, she would sit at the dinner table and discuss the characters with her kids. Like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about this in the plot and I'm thinking about this. And they were like a part of the journey. She never... She had a huge desk where she homeschooled a U-shape. And so when one kid's doing math, she's over there writing. And when they have a question, she's answering it. But she's including them in the process of writing the books. And mm-hmm. I think so often I, f- I forget to include the boys, you know. Oh, I just mm-hmm. interviewed this guest and this is what they shared. Or this mom just emailed me and this is how God's impacting her. I, I When I remember to tell them the stories, they get as excited as I do. And right. Um, I think, you know, that's helpful. So what kind of boundaries though? I know I just talked about boundaries, but in discussing this with different moms, I know this is a struggle, the guilt mm-hmm. side, but the, also the wanting to do <laughs> have the creative right. outlet, like what, I don't know if, if there's even a formula for this, but what, what questions should we ask ourselves or things should we consider when, con- when thinking about boundaries around our creativity or mm-hmm. inviting our kids into it? Yeah, I think that I think one, we need to be able to discern the difference between guilt and conviction, Mm. um, because Mm. the Lord will never operate by guilting us into something. And so if we are, you know, there, there have been times where you'll, you'll be 
you'll hear someone say, uh, you know, moms need to get off their phones and be present. And, um, and suddenly you can just be overwhelmed with guilt at all this time, all this time I've been on my computer all this time. And, and I, my kids are probably gonna, you know, grow up to be hooligans because of <laughs> all this time, because I wasn't going to present, prison, you know? they're going to prison. Yes. And, yes. um, that, that is not the conviction of the Lord. You know, that's the guilt of the world. And, and we don't need to operate under that, but they're, there are times when, when we will feel conviction, where we will feel the Lord sort of press on our hearts. Um, it's been too much, and you need to step away for a time. And, um, and those are the times that we need to respond and be able to say, okay, um, it's not worth it. Today, I need to shut down. Um, and it, again, this looks different for everyone. I know some people that completely shut everything down for the weekend. They don't check email. They don't get online. They do nothing for the weekend. And that is their time to completely be present with their families. And I think that's great. I've at times thought that sounds like a good idea, but it just has never quite worked out for us because yeah. sometimes the weekend is when my husband is home is the time when I can work. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't have I don't have a formula that I follow every day for the last week. I've gotten up between four and four thirty and I've worked until six when I have to get the kids up and get the day going. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are some weeks when I don't do that and I work during nap time and the big kids are busy. And um, so I, I don't think that there's really, like you said, a formula. I think that we just have to know what the boundaries are for us. And, and a part of this is we need to be communicating with our husbands. Um, Mm -hmm. my husband knows when I'm under a deadline that the laundry is going to pile up a little (laughs) bit and it's going to be a lot of leftovers, you know, and he's very gracious in that because I let him know, Hey, I've got a ton going on right now. I'm going to be behind for a few days. And so he graciously steps up. But if I don't say anything to him and then he doesn't know what's going on and that's when tension comes in in your marriage and it it shouldn't be that way so if we just are upfront with our husbands and say this is what i need for this amount of time they are most likely going to say great you know like they they just want to know and mm-hmm. if we can bring them in and let them know how they can help us because we have to remember that when our husbands married us they married us because of this part of us, there's something about this part, this creative part of us that was attractive to them. Mm. And that, that part of us didn't die with motherhood. So they still love that part of us. They just need, they need us to bring them into it and let them be a part of it. So, um, I think that's also part of, of, you know, setting those boundaries is just letting your husband know in the times when you need a little bit more help. Yeah, it's attractive when you are thriving in your giftedness. It's not when you're stressed out, right? <laughs> or yes. you're attacking everyone in your family. Uh, but yeah, I I think that's true. And and probably in your schedule, you know, you said the one person takes off for the weekend. It maybe they're getting their work done during the week because their kids are at school all day, right? right. Um, whereas if, with you homeschooling, it doesn't look like that. But you're still with your kids, maybe more. You're with your kids more during the day than mm-hmm. the other person is. So I think that. Like you said, we kind of feel out that balance for our, mm-hmm. if there's such a thing as balance, but we can almost feel it, I think, in my kids. Like if I'm seeing um, not negative behavior, but needy behavior in them, you mm-hmm. know, that I haven't put the time in there, even if I'm physically around them, like I haven't listened to them like I, mm-hmm. you know, typically do, or I've, you know, been responding to other things and not to them. So mm-hmm. that's my red flags that maybe um, I need to 
you know, take a break, do a Sabbath, sometimes like a Friday at sunset to Saturday at sunset, Mm -hmm. like a Jewish Sabbath is helpful for me because Sundays are so crazy uh, with church commitments. But Mm -hmm. well, and one of the other things that we talk about in in the book is, um, you know, the big the big kind of catchphrase right now is you need to find a tribe, you need a tribe. And, Mm. um, you know, we call we call these lifeguards. Um, You need someone that and, you know, your husband will be one of them. Your kids will be one. Like you said, your kids will be a lifeguard. And then you'll have friends who um, understand what you, what it is you're trying to accomplish. And they will be lifeguards. And basically, these are the people that they're going to push you to go out. They're going to push you. They're going to say, go out, swim, go, go jump into your creative creative giftings. But they're also going to be the ones there to call you back if you get a little too far from shore. And like mm-hmm. you said, your kids will be one. They will let you know if they need you to come back for a little while. They need you to rein it in. Your husband will let you know. You might have a good friend that can pull you aside and, and be like, hey, you know, what can I do to help you? Or I, I'm noticing this. Is there is there anything going on? And um, those are really important people to have. Some of those where you can go and say, I've got this, 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 and this. What do you think? What should I do? And And get some of that wisdom and guidance from people who can have a better perspective than you do. It's really good advice. Lifeguards. How did you find your lifeguards? Just people that you were already in relationship with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wendy is a lifeguard. Um, and, and, you know, you're not going to have tons and tons of, of lifeguards. I've got a few really close friends who I can call at any time and say, I am not doing a good job right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they will help me. They'll either give me perspective or they'll pray over me. Or they'll ask me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's generally people who are, who are close to me, who really know who I am, know my heart, know, know what I'm working towards and my desires and they are my cheerleaders. They want to see me succeed, but they don't want to see me succeed to the detriment of my family. That's very important. That's good mm-hmm. because, yeah, choosing lifeguards that maybe are competing and mm-hmm. are jealous of anything you're pursuing or that would be tricky. Right. <laughs> That's a little right. trickier. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but I think that can happen like in as women in our own insecurities it can be hard to cheer for someone when their pursuit of that creative effort means time away from them Mm -hmm. or in the insecurities, it means, well, why does she get to do that? I'd like to do that. Why isn't Mm -hmm. God letting me do that? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that may not be a lifeguard person. Right. Absolutely. It's not, it's not someone that you're competing against. It's not a fellow racer, you know, or even not even just a fellow racer. What I'm saying is like someone who wishes they were in the race. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely someone who's on your team. They're on your side. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we need to be looking out for people that we can be lifeguards for. I mean, mm-hmm. we need to we need to be that person for our, our friends and loved ones as well, that we can we can be that safe place that they can go to, but who can also call them back if, if they need it. Mm. This is good stuff, Miss Kelly. It is good stuff. <laughs> and I like how y'all on your Instagram are... Um, kind of highlighting different creatives. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. It's such a great community that's out there. And what, what we just noticed was, um, there are so many moms that are doing these beautiful things and, um, really like showing the, the gospel and the creativity of just our creative God through their, 
their art and their everyday lives. And we just wanted to celebrate that. And I think that Instagram does a really good job of pulling out that that sort of artistic renaissance that's happening in the digital media right now. Well, I was just to my mind, um, the idea of the mom who has like a beach body business, mm-hmm. you know, she's not necessarily creating a new print or something, but she's having to be creative and mm-hmm. how she helps coach women to better health and eating and exercise and, you know, all those little small business marketing that moms are doing to help their family's income or mm-hmm. maybe to have a something else, uh, did y'all talk about that at all when you were getting this book yeah, together? We do. I mean, we talk about just what does it look like to to make a profit from what you do? Mm. Um, you know, is that okay? Because I know that a lot of women struggle with that, particularly creative women. They struggle yeah. with, is it okay to, to make a profit if I'm doing this either for ministry or, mm. you know, I'm doing this just as a hobby? Is it okay to, to charge for it? And what do I charge? Do I, do I feel guilty about that? Um, so we, we touch on, you know, what it looks like to, to make a profit from what you're doing. Um, and yeah, we, we talk a lot. We just wanted women to have the freedom to, if they want to go pursue something as a, as a business or they want to, um, make a profit that that you have, you have freedom to do that. And, and what does that look like? We've got an entire chapter dedicated to that. Another thing that we talk about is does, does art have to proclaim the gospel? Does it have to be overtly Christian Mm -hmm. in order to honor the Lord and honor our families? And, um, you know, the short answer that to that is no, of course Mm -hmm. not. You know, the, a a woman who's a beach body coach doesn't have to be quoting scripture every time she does a workout, you know, she's, She's helping women take care of their bodies and um, and treat their their bodies, which we know is the temple of the Lord. Well, um, and that is that is God honoring as much. You know, the the writer doesn't have to be writing Christian fiction in order to to uh, glorify the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we we talk about we talk about a lot of different things because we wanted it to be very broad. So so women could, could see themselves in every little aspect and find that freedom that they need for their particular situation. Mm, That's so helpful. Well, I think you've provided a lot of freedom and perspective and just like camaraderie Mm -hmm. for the gal out there who's listening, who doesn't know what to do with the stirring in her, um, kind of doesn't want to resent her husband or her child, but it might be rising up every now and then. So mm-hmm. to give her a voice to say that God put that in there, mm-hmm. he has a purpose for it. It may not be right this second. It may be the dark ages. It may not, but um, to just lean into God because to trust his plan for it and um, mm-hmm. to listen to his voice over the voice of the culture. And and I think that's good, good God-centered advice, Miss Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Good. yes, it is. I mean, it's something that we all are are living and we're all learning. And I wouldn't say that I or Wendy have arrived, um, but we, we've we sort of been able to step back and see this. And, and our prayer is just that the Lord would bless, like you said, the, the woman who just is feeling a little bit lost mm-hmm. um, and, and feel it wondering if there's m- 
more to her. There should be more to her than just mother. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if you're defining yourself as just anything, then you may not be seeing the full picture of, of who God created you to be. And so mm-hmm. we just wanted this to just be such a, a an encouragement to moms. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the Recovery for Life program. Uh, with our small group, which I've mentioned mm-hmm. a couple times on this show, but our last lesson was uh, a lot about the creation story, going back to creation, and how God made us limited and mm-hmm. unique, and the value of that. Like we are limited physically as moms, and emotionally, and spiritually, and we don't grasp those limits. We want to push them. Like I told you, I wanted more than twenty four hours um, mm-hmm. in my day, but we have to recognize He gave us those limits so that we depend on Him. And that he made us unique and to not get rid of that and think we're, like you said, we're just anything. We are mm-hmm. a more than just anything. And so to, mm-hmm. to kind of look to him for how am I uniquely made? And um, that's, oh, good. So Kelly, where can they find information about Life Creative? Well, Life Creative is um, now on sale at Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and it officially releases September 27th. Um, you can also go to our website at um, www.lifecreative.me, and there's um, a lot of resources, a lot of uh, ways, um, a lot of endorsements, a lot of what people are saying and uh, pictures that you can share. And then we also have the Instagram community, just Life Creative on Instagram. And um, that's where we're just highlighting all these creative moms and the beautiful things that they're they're doing. So those are the ways that you can find us now. And um, the book is, is ordered. I believe it'll start shipping within the next week. So you can go ahead and pre-order your book now. Very exciting. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for talking about this topic. And thank uh, you for having me. Mamas to create. Oh, oh, tell everyone the name of your novel. Oh, yes. My novel is called Like a River from Its Course. And it's a historical fiction novel set in Soviet Ukraine. And it is also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And so it's getting really good reviews. So if you like fiction, you like historical fiction, then you should grab yourself a copy. Like a River. From its course. From its course. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Heather. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Me too. Okay. I can't wait to tell you this. So one of the listeners of the show had this amazing idea. And I am thinking that more of you would like to do what she came up with. Basically, y'all listen to the show, right? And your moms maybe, and you don't have lots of time, but you also want to be in community. Maybe you're already in community. Um, Maybe the idea of a book club interests you, but perhaps you don't have time to read books. You just want to show up and then you don't want to feel the guilt and shame that you never read the book. How about if you gather with your girlfriends and you have, drumroll please, that's my computer, a podcast club a podcast club. So basically what you would do, your part, you would decide which gals you want to get together with, how often and when. I picture you could do daytime uh, get-togethers, maybe where you meet at a park and all your kids are playing on the playground and you're sitting on benches and talking. Or if you want to do it sans kids, you could meet at someone's house and, you know, have beverages and chocolate and all kinds of things. Uh, Or if you have the funds, meet at a restaurant and just enjoy someone else serving you and cleaning up after you. 
but I would provide the content. So I would curate uh, six different podcast episodes that have maybe already been published. And I know about, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm very forgetful. Even if I'd listened to the episode before, if it was a year ago or two years ago, and I even did the conversation and edited it, I forget the com- the content in, t- in the episode. So basically, I would provide the six episodes. I would provide the discussion questions. All you would need to do before you met with your group is listen to the episode. And then whoever your like ringleader is, she would maybe bring the questions and y'all would talk and you don't even need to use my questions, but it's an excuse to get together. So I'm going to be releasing next Monday more details on this podcast club, but I wanted to get you in the loop now so you can start thinking about who you could meet with. I know we're about to bump into the holidays and you may already be in groups for the fall, but if not, start getting your people and you could meet four weeks in October, two weeks in November before we even get to Thanksgiving. So think about it. Stay stay tuned for more details on that week, next week's episode. I'll give more details on how to sign up to get that content and I'll probably be sharing on social media this week too. So I'm excited. Podcast Club, GCM, Podcast Club. Super fun. All right. I hope y'all are doing well. Lots going on in our world. I'm sure in your world too. Think about you often. And I just, I get excited when I think about all the moms listening who are all gifted in their unique way and how God is using you in your little circles of your home and your families and your churches and your communities to shine a light for him. It's a dark, dark world. The news every day tells us that, but I know you are using your gifts for his glory. So keep it up. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.